Welcome back to Talk of the Town on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC on WHTC.com and on the WHTC app for your smartphone. Once again, here's your host, Gary Stevens. Welcome back to Talk of the Town for this Thursday, May 1st. I wish it was May 1st. Oh, boy, do I wish it was May 1st. But hey, it's February 1st. May 1st will come soon enough. We're three months away, and that's right around the corner from tulip time. So we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But it's February 1st, first uh, Thursday of the month, which means we are joined by Allegan County Sheriff Frank Baker via the Zoom connection from the Allegan County Sheriff's Department's headquarters in Allegan. Frank, good morning, and hope all is well with you, sir, and and the entire group. Good morning, Gary. If you have a question for the sheriff, we'll be happy to answer it at 616-395-1450, 616-395-1450. I neglected to ask your colleague in Ottawa County last Friday when he was on, and we could have gotten a scoop. But no, I didn't ask because I thought he would be running for re-election. But Steve Kempker announced on Monday he's not running for re-election. He's retiring. Okay, I'm going to make sure I don't make the same mistake with you, Sheriff Frank Baker. Are you running again for election or not? You know, I haven't made the official announcement, Gary, but I don't think it's a big secret that uh, I hope to be able to join you and uh, be part of the sheriff's office for some years to come. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't going to be hit with a surprise and leave me with egg on my face. Only egg I want is something I want to eat right now, but... uh, (laughs) <laughs> Settle down, tell me, you know, easy stomach. We'll, we'll feed you in a little bit. However, we do need to talk about some law enforcement topics. And if you have a question for Sheriff Frank Baker, 616-395-1450, 616-395-1450. Yesterday, flags were at half staff across the state of Michigan by order of Governor Whitmer and a goodly amount of police officers of many different jurisdictions and many different levels were on the campus of Saginaw Valley State University in Cotchfield Township, just north of Saginaw, between Saginaw and Bay City. Uh, Trooper Pop killed in the line of duty. Frank, I will touch upon that in a few moments, but I do want to get to a call before we do. Good morning. You're on the line with Sheriff Frank Baker. Yes, sir. Uh, I was wondering, Sheriff, if uh, anywhere in the cities or the county of Ottawa or Allegan, whether anybody is keeping track of how many uh, uh, illegal aliens are being dropped off in this area. Do we have a Do we have a count on that, or is there a way to really count on that? You know, I'm not aware of any uh, way that we can track that. Obviously, um, there are opportunities or occasions when we do uh, engage in that uh, type of uh, enforcement action. When we make an arrest for a state law violation, we may find someone who uh, shouldn't be here. But uh, I'm not aware of anyone that's actually tracking that. I'm not aware of anybody dropping anyone off, per se, uh, like uh, have happened in some areas. That, but uh, I'm not saying it couldn't happen, but I'm not aware of that. Well, I, I, I myself see two different buses both registered in Waco, Texas, and uh, they were headed south empty. 
they were they were they had been at a store here in Holland. So that's why I was wondering if I know some have been dropped off, but I just don't know what. I was wondering if anybody kept track of that. And I guess you gave me my answer by saying no, nobody's really keeping track of it. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate the call. 616-395-1450. Let me follow up on that. If somebody does see something that they might think could be a violation of laws, um, call Central Dispatch or or, or the uh, Sheriff's Detective's uh, office or something like that? Sure. Exactly, Gary. Um, Like I say, I'm I'm not aware of uh, what the caller described, but I'm not saying obviously something like that couldn't happen. It might be a better question for... uh, the area in which he saw that, um, you know, for the Holland uh, city or the Ottawa County. Okay. I just didn't know whether or not that's, uh, you know, if they, somebody does see something like that, let, let authorities know. And then, uh, you know, they'll pick up the ball from there. You might not know, you might not know, you might not get any satisfaction as to, well, what happened to the, you know, I made the call and I don't hear anything. Well, Sometimes you got to be patient and these investigations yeah. don't end like that. You know, it takes a And oftentimes, you know, we receive calls from people with, uh, with what they may perceive to be or see as a suspicious activity. We look into it. Sometimes it's nothing more than a, a normal thing that's happening, but every once in a while it does lead to something bigger. Like you say, Gary, sometimes it's just that little tip of information, a little tidbit of information that leads us on a bigger course that uh, we're ultimately able to resolve maybe months, weeks, years later. So it is very important when you do see something suspicious to notify us so that we can look into it. 616-395-1450. If you have a question for Allegan County Sheriff Frank Baker, 616-395-1450. Frank, let me return to the topic that I was starting with before we had received the call. Um, Trooper Pop um, was killed in the line of duty last week. Uh, hit while being outside of his vehicle trying to uh, uh, get traffic off of I-75 in the Birch Run area. Uh, flashers, you know, those signals were on, flashers were on. Uh, all the, apparently all the uh, things that uh, first responders are trained to do when they are in a situation along the side of a highway was in place. Which leads to a law that's been in the books for a number of years called the move over law. And it was first initially where all you had to do was just move over a lane and still maintain your speed. It has since been modified to move over a lane and dial down about 10 miles an hour to get around that spot. With another caveat, which is not in the law. That is, if you start seeing a backup and you're wondering what's going on, it's people moving over and obeying the law in that regard. So be careful of you know rear-end situations for you rear-ending somebody else and somebody else rear-ending you. So that's the additional part of it. But the move-over law, uh, this incident, unfortunately, is a grim reminder. We still need to obey, obey that. Most certainly, Gary, and obviously our thoughts and prayers are with Trooper Pop's family. Um, these kind of tragedies uh, do hit home, and it's not uncommon for deputies and uh, police officers to, to find themselves in some very hazardous situations when they're either you know making a traffic stop or maybe assisting a broken-down motorist or policing a traffic crash. 
I know just the other day, uh, one of our neighbors down in Van Buren County, one of our law enforcement partners, one of the deputies down there was nearly struck by a semi. So uh, these types of things happen quite often, and we're very appreciative of the legislature to pass this law because we do think it saves lives. We do think it makes our job easier, or I shouldn't say easier, safer. But uh, there are some important things to remember. And one of the, the, one, the key points that you pointed out, Gary, was that slowing down. Because um, obviously, you know, at some of the speeds that we travel, and especially if someone's distracted, all of a sudden they could find themselves, like you say, either traffic is backed up or they find themselves in a situation where they can't react quick enough to move over because they have to obviously do so safely. So that slowing down is the first key component of that, is slowing down when you see uh, an emergency vehicle, and then uh, to fully move over that lane if possible. And we understand there may not be times when you can do that. You're maybe, you know, if there's a vehicle that's maybe on, on the side of you, you can't move over. But then it's more important than ever to slow down and then pass safely. Um, and a lot of times people are confused on what, who this law applies to. It's not just police, but it also applies to uh, the fire and rescue that might be responding on, uh, to, a, to a traffic crash for, uh, obviously, to, to provide first aid. Um, it's an ambulance that may be called to the scene of a, of a traffic crash out on our roadways. It's also the road service and road maintenance vehicles, as well as utility service and solid waste haulers. So there's a lot of people who uh, who work out on the roadway who are in peril when somebody's not paying attention or passes by them. So that's kind of what the purpose of the law is, and it's important to follow it. It does have some pretty significant fines. You know, you can get two points on your driver's license if you're uh, uh, found responsible for that and a fine of about $400. But uh, if you're involved in an incident in which, you know, somebody, God forbid, is injured or killed, then uh, we're looking at prison time. We're looking at anywhere from uh, from two years if you injure someone to as many as fifteen if you were to to, to kill an individual who was uh, who you should have slowed down for and moved over. So it's something that we take very serious. It's something that we think is uh, important to help uh, make the lives of uh, police officers safer. But uh, we do get a lot of questions about this. People call, they ask about it. Uh, some of the common questions we receive are. Uh, if an emergency vehicle is on the side of the road without the lights activated, do I need to move over? And no, you do not. You do not need to move over if the lights aren't activated. But we do suggest, however, that you do slow down and, and pass safely. Make sure that, uh, that there maybe there's some reason the lights aren't activated. So do pass safely. Another question we get quite often is, do I need to move over for a tow truck? Because oftentimes tow trucks are out on a scene where a car breaks down, they call a tow truck. We may not even be there, but a tow truck may be there with its lights activated. And yes, you do need to move over for a tow truck. They're considered an emergency vehicle in those situations under this law when they have their, their lights on and they're assisting a motorist out on the roadway. Then another question we get quite often is if I'm traveling on a two-lane road and I see a police car on the shoulder with its lights activated and there's a vehicle coming in the opposite direction and I can't move over. Obviously, it's unsafe for you to move over. We wouldn't expect you to, but you are required to slow down that 10 miles per hour below the posted speed limit and to pass by uh, using caution. And, and if you can, give as much room as possible. So those are some of the key highlights from that statute that, um, that was passed just for these types of situations. Let me ask a technical question. I don't know whether or not it's too technical. How much of a space situation needs to be uh, 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 a minimum. 
uh, before to 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 have this law be in effect. In other words, say uh, a a a a deputy pulls over a vehicle, but instead of in the immediate shoulder, it's say a few further, you know, a few more feet inside, you know, further along the uh, shoulder, like in a turnaround situation where there's an extra uh, area for, to allow trucks to make the Michigan turn and it's pulled over in that deep well area. Does that law still apply? Yeah, you know, in, in that situation, though, you do have that 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 large area because basically what they're looking for is that 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 distance of a, of a lane. You know, and I think though some of those turnaround areas, like you're describing, Gary, it could be they could be probably more than a lane, and uh, with some of those Michigan turn type situations. But uh, but in that that would be a situation where slowing down. You know, um, obviously I'm not the, the officer that's that's looking at that situation, but the slowing down and doing so safely uh, suffices for what what the intent of that law is. But it's that moving over and giving that that distance, and I don't think it specifies in the statute exactly how many feet. But it's uh, they give the lane as a, as a good idea to make sure that uh, people kind of have an understanding of uh, what 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 is expected of them. Okay, I was again. I'm just thinking about those tur- those wide yeah. turnarounds to allow a Michigan turn for a semi. Uh, I I see it all the time on Chicago Drive heading you know between yeah. Allen and, and 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 Hudsonville. So that's why I bring that up. Yeah. Now there's. And, and- a- Next, I'm trying to think. I don't believe we have any in Allegan County other than within the city of Holland. Yeah, I think uh, 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 that, that those are you know obviously unique to a little bit more urban areas. Right. I just didn't you know because obviously with yeah. 131 being uh, uh, you know a freeway par- portion of it, sure. and sure. Um, you know the, maybe when US 131 was in its infant days, say when <laughs> I was first born, because that's when you know meant much of 131's freeway was. Uh, put together in the 1950s. So any, well, well, and of course a little bit of uh blue star highway down in the South Haven area yeah. as well. Yep. Yep. So that, yep. I, I do remember that. Now there is another aspect and this is a little bit of a question or a point for law enforcement. And it really isn't for law enforcement, but it, for one who is experienced in driving and has seen more than a share of incidents. And I'm going to go back to the incident in Birch Run involving Trooper Pop. We have not heard anything about any possible charges or actions being taken by against the 81-year-old driver who struck Trooper Pop. It leads to the question of age and when do you take the keys and being a little bit older now, when do you decide you can't drive anymore? That is a very tough question. And that angle I have not seen on the pop story, but it has to be brought up, Frank. Yeah. And uh, obviously there's methods that we have to deal with that type of situation. And and families go through this, you know, is when do you take the keys away? And, uh, you know, have gone through this in my family as well. And, um, you know, when we, uh, having contact with a driver who maybe we feel shouldn't be behind the wheel any longer due to the, the, the actions that we observe and witness, uh, you know, whether it's the, the way they're operating the vehicle, whether it's their demeanor, when we have contact with them at a traffic stop, then we have the ability then to uh, cite them in for an exam 
just to make sure that uh, that they are able to safely operate a motor vehicle. And it's something we do, I sh- I'm not going to say regularly, but happens quite often um, when our deputies will have contact with an individual and we, we do make that referral so that uh, that they can be checked and, it, and uh, determined whether or not they can safely operate a vehicle. In yeah. fact, you know, I think one of the times in, in my family, I had, uh, I asked one of my, I was a deputy at the time. I asked one of my friends that, uh, that he could fill it out rather than have me fill it out on my, on a family member. But, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's something that we do take serious because, um, it is, it's an, it's a difficult thing. It's a difficult thing for, uh, for families to go through. And leads me to one other point. Then we'll take a break, Frank Baker. And my, one thing my wife likes to do is, uh, uh, watch uh, old episodes of uh, Mike and Molly, and of course uh, that comedy on CBS is based on uh, a Chicago police officer, a, a, a mythical Chicago police officer. Yeah. But uh, it does lead to the question of law enforcement handling matters involving a family member, and the comedy was, of course, the fact that the uh, mother character played by Swootsy Kurtz said. Uh, um, refused to uh, take a breathalyzer test and uh, you know Mike had to follow the law and you know mom didn't like that too well that becomes a little bit of a sticky situation when you have family members and you're the officer or the deputy or the trooper and you got to enforce the law no matter even if it is a family member yeah, and uh, you know, hopefully those situations don't occur. But that's one of the reasons why it's nice having law enforcement partners that uh, you can have re- and you can rely on to take that action for you, so that you can kind of help uh, separate that from the family a little bit when something needs to be done. But you know, be honest with you, yes, you have strong family ties, but you're sworn to uphold the laws of the state of Michigan and of the United States. Unfortunately, that has to come first. Oh, exactly. And that's, you know, um, unfortunately, there are times when it's even some of our fellow law enforcement uh, brothers and sisters that uh, we have to take enforcement action on. And it's uh, always a difficult situation, but something's got to be done. And um, the people that are that take these jobs and do these jobs know that, um, you know, that's part of the responsibility is is that higher standard that we're held to. And and we hope that they, they don't take it personal, but it's something that we have to do. I know we are talking in February Frank, and so to a certain extent, it's not bicycling weather. And for the most part, you're not going to see a lot of bicyclists. However, we just got this story over our wires, and it's a good time to remind people about sharing the road with those who are pedaling on two wheels. Out of Guthrie County, Iowa, man died after the bike he was riding was hit by a pickup truck yesterday. The Iowa State Patrol says the collision happened east of Guthrie Center on Highway 44 just uh, after 5.30 Wednesday night, so it was on dusk. 69-year-old Wayne Hayes was cycling westbound and pulling a bicycle buggy when he he was hit. Uh, He was transported to a hospital, died from his injuries, and an investigation is ongoing. This time of year, when people are not expecting to see bicyclists, sometimes they're out there. They got the big, thick wheels on their bikes, but they're still pedaling. And just as it would be under warmer conditions, Frank, you got to watch from, especially on side of roadways, uh, uh, like a two-lane highway where there's not much of a shoulder. 
Yeah, in fact, Gary, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, the other day I had a similar situation myself driving where I came around a corner and all of a sudden there was a bicyclist there and you do not expect it this time of year. You know, historically in Michigan, we, you kind of didn't expect to see a bicycle on the side of the road in February or end of January. And, uh, you know, with this very mild winter that we're having, knock on wood, that um, that it is something that you can see. I think I saw a motorcycle the other day, too, you know, that someone just took one out for a ride. And uh, so, yeah, it's it's obviously with this weather, you're going to you're apt to see something you don't anticipate seeing. So it's always good to be paying attention, which is why we're all we're really harping on the distracted driving. Uh, you know, when someone's you know either on a phone or they're doing something where they're not paying attention to the roadway in front of them, uh, you know, you can have tragic results. So, uh, yeah, even with this, uh, with, so with this mild weather, you definitely want to be on the lookout for something you may not anticipate seeing. You might see it more in April and May, but you are <laughs> seeing it in February. We touched upon this earlier this winter with uh, Sheriff Frank Baker. The new look of the Allegan County Sheriff's Department, we've been saying for many years, of course, respect those in blue or brown. We have to now add black because that's what Allegan County Sheriff's deputies are now wearing. And in uh, our Zoom connection, we see Mayor, uh, the sheriff uh, in adorning his uh, black, uh, 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 well, not uniform, it's the black shirt. Yeah. But that's still, you know, he, he is definitely dressed appropriately. Another new look for the Allegan County Sheriff's Department, you got some new patrol vehicles. Granted, they're not Fords, but hey. You'll take the Chevy Tahoe's when it's when it's uh, when it when it serves your needs. Yeah, we just got uh, done completing a complete uh, study of our fleet, Gary, and uh, and uh, one of our sergeants was tasked with that. And a uh, couple of reasons: number one, um, we're having difficulty getting the uh, Ford Interceptor SUV, and uh, we had some that were on order for as long as a year trying to get those. So. Um, we ended up looking at some of our other options, and one of the things that uh, we looked at was a complete study of uh, the Tahoe versus the Ford. And uh, as a result of that, we are uh, we do have five Tahoes that uh, are being outfitted. Two of them are on the road currently, and three more are being outfitted. But um, you're going to see a little bit of a difference. Uh, we had to make a change in color no matter what because Ford was no longer offering to us the Arizona Beige Metallic that we currently have been using for the last uh, boy, I can't tell you how many years it's been, but um, we had to change to a to a different color. So we've chosen black and um, the Tahoe. Several different reasons we've opted to go with them. Uh, doing a complete study, we found that, and it comes down to basically at the end of the day, can we achieve this much fuel mileage and we'll break even? And uh, it's interesting that you can have this type of a project come down to a mile or two a gallon making the difference of whether or not uh, you can break even on a, on a, a complete overhaul of the fleet. But uh, one of the things we found is the Tahoe is a much greater resale value. So even though it may cost more, our upfront costs are higher, our, uh, our save on the back end, we have additional re revenue coming in. And we also found that a lot of our concerns with making the switch were addressed by Chevrolet. I had a concern about the turning radius compared to the Ford. And uh, found out that the new Tahoe has a, a tighter turning radius, actually. I had a concern about the braking. Obviously, we're concerned about the safety for our deputies. And being a bigger vehicle, we were concerned about the braking capabilities. And it turns out it actually has a better braking capability. And um, then looking at uh, the ergonomics, there were some studies done through the state police. 
that ergonomically it's more comfortable, which results in a, hopefully fewer issues with deputies with bad backs and different things from getting in and out of the vehicles and carrying all the equipment that they carry. So uh, based on some those reasons, we've actually made this switch and we're going to see how it goes. And um, we do have obviously some uh, still in our pipeline of through the county additional Fords, but uh, we're gonna, you're going to start seeing several of the Tahoes out in your neighborhoods. Allegan County Sheriff Frank Baker, as always, thank you very much for joining us today. Wish you and the entire staff well. And if all goes well, we'll do this again in March. Thank you, sir. Sounds good, Gary. Thank you. Thank you very much, Frank Baker on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC.